are now watching the College Baseball Insider Show. It's behind it. This is Hammer. Left field and we are tied. Wow. Now, here are your hosts, giving you an inside look into the top matchups. Week three is here. Already got a comment. Drew, shout out. Thanks, Woo Pig. Yep, that's Bomb Walker behind me. Q Smitty, we've got the band together for a little daytime show. Loving it. Q, what's up? How was your weekend? I'm battling. Been sick here at the Mills household. The whole family's sick, but less than Steven Strasburg threw a gem 2018 against the Cubs. I'm looking to throw a gem myself. We'll see. <laughs> Smitty. Well, I wouldn't be here at 1 p.m. on a Friday because I'd be at work, but I'm here. Where would you rather be? I'd rather be here with you two (laughs) for sure. Now, I wish my daughter was feeling a lot better. Yeah, same thing in my house. My daughter's not feeling the best, so that's always tough. But I am here with the guys, so I'm excited uh, to get some uh, college baseball winners out there. All right, well, let's dive right into it. There's one matchup coming up here, I think, in about a couple hours, maybe two hours. Uh, Dallas Baptist taking on Arizona. Dallas Baptist enters the top 25 after starting the season 8-0. Not sure what they did in the midweek. These were updated, I think, on Tuesday is when I ended up doing them. But Arizona got the series win over Northeastern to start the year, and then you know, Jackson Kent's been somewhat impressive. I think Ryan Johnson's numbers speak for themselves and the success that Dallas Baptist has had. You look at their team, Sierra, WRC Plus, this kind of looks like an open and close Dallas Baptist or pass. Smitty, I'm going to let you go first. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I kind of like Dallas Baptist. Now, a lot of people got a better number than I did. Uh, they jumped on it quick, and that was very smart for them. But, yeah, this is a program that's always there. They've been outscoring opponents. I think it was like 88-37 I saw the other day. Uh, Grant Jace uh, hitting the ball really well. Ryan uh, Johnson, the pitcher, it's like, tw- I think, 12 innings, 20 strikeouts, only one walk. You know, hey, Arizona, not a bad team. I mean, I think especially Jackson Kent, he's pitched really well. For them, but I think Dallas Baptist is the play here. Q. Yeah, I think if this game was in Arizona, I might take a stab at at Arizona just simply because Dallas Baptist got so much love. I think some people got it minus one thirty five at the lowest. Now it's like two twenty, uh, which is just crazy high. So it's, it's kind of that mentality that everybody jumps on them, take the opposite side. Uh, but Arizona, I believe this is a neutral site game, uh, and Arizona does not play overly well in a neutral site. So I I think now that it's like 225, something in that range, I would stay away from a single play, uh, maybe put Dallas Baptist in a parlay if you did not capitalize on that number. It's just a little too high for me as a single right now. Yeah, they're playing in a tournament. I can't remember which one. It's, it is. it's I, I think it's only like an hour from their campus. In Frisco? Yes. Yeah. Even the Frisco? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. Well, moving along, I've I put one in here, two teams that are not inside the top 25, but I think should be off to a rocking good start. Georgia, Georgia Tech, you've got Charlie Condon, who's not having a sophomore slump at all, and then freshman phenom Drew Burris, who turned down millions of dollars to come to Georgia Tech to play ball. 
eight and one for Georgia. Actually, they, they may be eight and two now. They dropped that midweek to Michigan State. I'm not sure if that's updated, which kind of surprises me. Michigan State is coming out of nowhere to score, I think, 19 runs. Anyways, Georgia Tech looks impressive. Vegas has this as a coin flip, but I feel like the, the Bulldogs should be favored here. Q, can you talk me into either way? I know you don't like talking about Georgia as a Florida fan. No, I mean, I'll tell you why Michigan State won, because Georgia was teetering on that edge against Northern Kentucky all weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, they literally I watched the game clutch after clutch performance by the pitchers, and, and at some point one of the games is, is going to break over that, that ledge there. And, and, you know, fortunately for Michigan State, it was against them. I think Georgia probably had their mind set for the weekend. It was a little look-ahead spot. Uh, I, I didn't watch the game, but I would imagine Georgia probably didn't exhaust their bullpen either, knowing they have a, a rivalry weekend here. Um, but Georgia Tech, I'll tell you, it seems like pitching-wise they have the advantage. Uh, it sounds like Cameron Hill is going to go. Uh, Georgia's pitching has been pretty well. But, again, Northern Kentucky kind of gave them fits at times, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I, I say at times, actually, the whole game. Um we always have this thing where we kind of lean towards pitching, you know, as much as Georgia's offense has been electric, you know, when do they start losing some games? Uh, it could be against Georgia tech here, Georgia won two or three last year. So that's a motivational factor in a rivalry setting that I give the edge to Georgia tech. I think Georgia tech's pitching might get it done. I think both teams get a win in this, but I think Georgia tech wins a two or three. Smitty, what do you think? Yeah, this it's a tight one. Uh, this is one, you know, looking at our numbers, we had Georgia over there. I mean, the, the, the great thing about it is how many home runs could these kids hit, man? The one, the guy from Georgia hit three against Michigan State the other night. So that's exciting to kind of keep an eye on to see how these guys play. This a pass for me. It's really close. I think Q made some good points about the pitching staff. I kind of agree with what he said there. I think the better pitching staff's Georgia Tech, but Tonight, there was a feeling for Georgia, but I was like, I just think there's better games to maybe throw some money down. So this is a pass for me. Yeah, I ended up betting Georgia. Just I feel like Charlie Goldstein has a little bit better of an edge than Cameron Hill, but we'll see. I mean, this is Both a are studs. one flip. Yeah, I slight lean on Georgia to the offense, which is never really how I handicap games. But I feel like SEC is going to flex. They want this RPI win. Uh RVL, thanks for watching. It's a Vegas classic. I think we figured out it was Frisco where they were playing at the uh, Rough Riders Park. All right. The man with the Florida hat. The F is for failure after their abysmal start, but they take on a Miami team who's pretty pretty salty. Daniel Cuvette, I don't know if I say that right. Gage Zeal, so. not look very good, but this uh, Daniel Cuvette kid is, is outstanding. 336 WRC+. Plus. Batting over a 2,000 OPS, he's going to take on Cade Fisher tonight. What are your What are your thoughts as a Florida fan, and then as a just sports better in general? Are the Gators to play? Yeah, I think so. I think I got it. So I got him at minus 145. I think up to 175, you can play him. I really like him here. Uh, almost probably, um, in a weird way, like this. I think this series means more for Florida than it does. Miami, Miami has a new coach, a lot to prove. They're trying to make themselves notable. But I think Florida is too. You know, they dropped a couple games this year already, and, and you kind of questioned it. You know, the offense has been a little questionable, hit or miss at times. Who's going to be a leader? We haven't seen one yet from this team. 
And then Cade Fisher, you know, what he did last year to then get rocked by St. John's. He did settle down last week against Columbia. Columbia had some dudes on the team. I'm not going to sit there and act like they didn't. They had a couple guys with some power. Columbia had some good pitching. Um, look for them in the Ivy League. I was actually very impressed with them. But I think when you look at Florida, I think they have something to prove. They've, they've dominated this series. I think Sully's going to put it on them to, to continue that. And then if you look at last year, game one, Gage Zeal got rocked for six earned runs. Now, if you look at the box score, why Langford had a little bit to do with it. But take him out of there. And there were still seven or eight hits by current Gator Florida players. And I like that a lot. I think some of them, you know, have matured, maybe gotten a better swing. So I think Florida flexes some muscle here in a rivalry. Show uh, show the little brother who's still, you know, rocking Florida. And I think Florida gets the money line win here. Smitty. I just can't wait to hear from Q how many times his dad like texts him about this over the weekend. I mean, they might go, they might go fist to fist this weekend. I I'd love yeah, that. He, those two he guys actually, he's against right now. I mean, he doesn't like uh, Artiega. So oh, okay. we agree something about Miami baseball. There, there you go. Now I went with Florida too. And again, I wish I would have got this. I got it at minus minus one seventy. Uh, I jumped on it a little bit late, but you know, like I think Q made some good points with Fisher, you know, his control's been really good, but teams have hit the ball pretty well. I think they're hitting over 300 against him. But I think he's going to, you know, third start. I think this is a good spot for him. You know, one thing with Florida, I'm a little shocked, and I want to hear from Q really fast with the 11, only 11 home runs. Why is there? Because, I mean, Shelton, you know, a guy that had, I think, a big home run coming over from Bama last year. What's going on with their power numbers, Q? Well, I think uh... – Shelton, I think he's still trying to learn, uh, you know, how to hit in this lineup. I mean, he, he batted 290 for the most part of last year, barely got to 300 late. So I think he's still learning. He's, he's only a sophomore. But then you look at Jack Cagley, you know, the guy's first pitch swinging on everything. And uh, he finally hit his, his second home run late in the game the other night. And it's because he went deep in a count. He had a 2-2 count. He really saw some pitches. And I think that's what he needs to do. I think his mindset is, hey, first pitch is probably going to be a fastball. It's probably the best pitch I see coming off a 33 home run season. But I think as good as a player he is, he's really got to work that count. And, and you know, Florida does have some hitters behind him. You can't necessarily just pitch around Cags because you got Heyman, you got, you know, Shelna, you got some other guys. So take that advantage, use your knowledge, use your plate presence and, and see some good pitches. Uh, and then just to one other point I meant to make about Miami, you look at Daniel Cuvay's numbers. Those are so unsustainable. Nobody hits in the twos OPS. Nobody has a 336 WRC plus. Those numbers are going to come down. Meant to say that. Yeah. Florida's going to win tonight. Take Florida. <laughs> All right. Another rivalry for the, the uh, state. We've got South Carolina taking on Clemson in what should be a very fun game. Billy Barlow's stats going for Clemson tonight. He has not looked very good. Uh, despite them being seven and one, Eli Jones, however, I know South Carolina, their biggest question mark for me going into the season and how they would compete in the SEC would be their pitching rotation. They kind of piecemealed it together last year uh, due to some injuries, but figured it out. And then it looks to be like the same story this year. So Eli Jones, 205 Sierra going against Billy Barlow, 502 WRC plus slide advantage for Clemson. I make this a coin flip game, but the projections like South Carolina by two and a half run margin. So we'll we'll test those out again this week. Smitty, I'm gonna go to you first. Who do you like in this one? Are you are you touching either side? I didn't play this. I, I wanted to play this game and I 
I had down and looking at some stuff, I had South Carolina. And then, you know, looking at our numbers like we have here over two runs, I think it's a good play. I think South Carolina, you know, offense woke up a little bit last weekend, used a lot of arms in the midweek game, I believe, this week. I think it was against Gardner-Webb, if I'm correct. I, you know. Belmont. Was it Belmont? Oh, mid uh, last week at Belmont. This week, yeah. Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb in the middle of the week. Yeah, midweek yeah. game. Um, yeah, I, I just I think I like the pitching. I like Jones on the on the mound tonight uh, against Clemson. Here, I think it's a good spot. And I, I mean, this I might add this. This was one that it was down on my my sheet. I I do like South Carolina in this game. Q. Yeah, I think actually South Carolina's offense is pretty similar number wise. If we if we were to go back to last year, they kind of were at that two seventy two eighty mark. So you're kind of getting as advertised there. Uh, but Clemson's inability to pitch early on is is going to inflate those numbers, I think. But the surprising thing here is South Carolina essentially lost their starting rotation from last year, and they've looked really good with with Jones Eskew and, and Roman Kimball coming back. A little uh, John Rocker and Roy Oswalt had a baby. His name's Roman Kimball, and uh, I like him. I, I think the pitching – and this is a weird series. They play one game at each stadium and then one neutral. Um, I think South Carolina gets it done at home. The place is going to be rowdy. I, I could see Clemson getting theirs at home. Uh, and the um, the neutral site is Tristan Smith versus SQ. I mean, I, I think I think South Carolina wins 2-1 two to, two to one here. Yeah, I think South Carolina wins two to one too. And we got into it a little bit on Johnny's show last night, but going back to how we used to handicap these series as a whole, I know there's not a series price, but what you can do is kind of pinpoint, okay, I think for instance, South Carolina wins the series two one. Now let's figure out which game they're guaranteed to win or that we feel like they're guaranteed to win. And then which one are they going to drop? And then you can bet accordingly. So if South Carolina wins the first two, I guess what I'm saying is you can go ahead and back Clemson if you still feel pretty strongly that they are going to walk away 2-1. Moving along, Indiana-Alabama, I think this one is a silently great matchup. Not known for two big baseball schools, but Alabama's playing really well right now behind TJ McCants, Gage Miller, and Justin LeBron. All guys batting over 200 WRC+, plus, around 1,500 OPS. Ben Hess, the pitcher, he is looking like a Friday night ace, like they did not skip a beat, losing Luke Holman. 086 ERA going against Braden Reisdorf, who has pitched well, but his stats don't really back that up. 365 on the Sierra, 562 on the ERA. Alabama has the advantage in pitching and bats. We the it's a three and a half run line margin for for the projection. So I think Alabama wins this one going away. This is my favorite bet on the board. I could make a case for the under as well, but Q, I'll go. Actually, I'm going to go to Smitty. Is your Indiana shirt came in yet? Guess what? I just I just looked it up. It was shipped. It's coming. I can't wait. But you know how hard this was because I'm on Bama too. You know how hard it was to put that bet in because Indiana, I love you. Please. If the school hears this, send me some more free merch. Come on, send it this way. I'd love to get it. So I'll and it, it killed me because I took them all last week against Baylor, three and zero with them last weekend. But like you said, I like the pitching. A lot of transfer bats came on this team. They're hitting really well. Yeah, I I did a little money line parlay with uh, Central Florida, but I went Bama in this. I, I and I really like this Indiana team. Taylor's just a superstar. Uh, the outfielder. 
but Bama, I think, is a better team. Q? This is another neutral, isn't it? So I think it's another tournament. Yes, it is. They are, I believe, the other half of the the Frisco. The Frisco. Yeah, I think okay. it's the first game, yeah. Man, I would have liked to seen this in a three-game series. I think it would have been awesome for all three. All right. But yeah. now I'm with you guys. I think Ben Hess, he's elite. This is his last year at Bama. He'll be somewhere else next year. Uh, so we could just start the poll to see where he's going to end up at. Probably LSU. Um, Indiana, again, restore. If you know, the problem is you're pitching against Bama's best when you're throwing them, so that's tough. If this was a three-game series, I'd probably mess with the line, try to steal win. But nonetheless, I think Bama gets it done here. I think offensively they're the better team, uh, like like Matt alluded to in an earlier matchup. I think I think Alabama kind of flexes the SEC muscle here. All right, moving along. UCSB is actually going to be traveling to Oregon now due to unplayable conditions at, at Santa Barbara. So this is a de facto home game for Oregon now. I'm not sure who will actually bat last. I assume it will still be UCSB. But this is a toss-up to me. I, You know, UCSB started so, I guess, preseason, started to be like the, the mid-major darling that we all hoped that they would be, and then they dropped to the series to Campbell. Matt Ager looked really good in his first outing. Then I guess fell off because a 540 ERA, 482 Sierra is not very good. RJ Gordon going for Oregon, I assume. Oregon's got the advantage here, but does UCSB use this to get right and get a power, a win over a power five school? Or do you think Oregon's going to be too much to handle? Q, I'll go to you first. If I read the weather report correctly, it's supposed to be pretty cold in Eugene, cold and rainy. Uh, that's a problem for UCSB, I think. Uh, if this was nicer weather or you got to play in your home facility, it, it would have been that weekend. But I think having to move around, it's going to hurt that team because Oregon's used to it. it. You know, we saw last year against Oral Robert, the fan base, I think, could be excited. You get a ranked team coming in. And really, Oregon fans have bought into this team. So I'm not saying Oregon's the greatest team by any means. I think, Matt, you're a little higher on them than, than both me and Smitty. But until UCSB proves us wrong and gets that staple series win i think you have to fade them so oregon's the play i thought it was a short price uh, i think smitty unit up on him too what do you think did we uh, lose smitty smitty no okay sorry oh, I, I lost you for a second. i lost you for a second there so i'm sorry mine's kind of going in and out a little bit here um no, I'm with you guys. I'm on Oregon, and I like this Santa Barbara team. But, you know, it's just a weird team. They're off to a slow start, three and four. That first game of the year, they they may, should have saved some of those runs they had in that first game because the bats have been really cold here. And the pitching staff's been a little weird. You know, their ace, not uh, last week against Sacramento State, four and a third, uh, I think five earned runs. Bullpen blew one here midweek against, um, oh, man, Pepperdine, I believe, um, this week. So, you know, this, and like Q said, I think it's a, it's a good environment for Oregon. I think the place will be rocking here. I think it's going to be a tough spot for them. So, yeah, I jumped on Oregon. I'm playing Oregon tonight. All right. Love it when we're on the same side, but that's scary. Moving along, Texas, LSU. This, this is one that I wish was a uh, three-game series. I think this is going to be a great matchup, especially tonight after Jay Johnson finally released that he was going to start Luke Holman. Thank you. Glad you look at analytics because he should have been your Friday night starter from the beginning of the season. Batting a thousand OPS, WRC plus 
139, 132 for Texas. This is a toss-up, but for whatever reason, with Luke Holman starting, I've got to give the advantage to LSU here. And also, kind of like we've talked about, the SEC is going to flex. This is going to be a big win for Jay Johnson to not have to say, you know, I know this isn't last year's LSU team, but this is a very good LSU team still. And I think they would they could go out and do it against LeBaron Johnson Jr. and feel good about themselves. Kind of like Arkansas's statement win last weekend against Oregon State. I feel like LSU does much of the same in a low-scoring, tightly contested game. Q, talk me in or out of that theory. I'm in. We actually almost had a LeBaron Johnson, that's a her rematch. Because remember, they played a midweek last year in Texas. LSU wins 3-0. I think it's going to be a similar. I think you could see like a 5-2 game LSU I like Holman on the mound over LeBaron, and that's no diss to LeBaron. I, I just think Holman's the more dominant guy. This is a test I think Jay Johnson gets his team, you know, kind of up for. Uh, they they ran the the Omaha run last year. Um, Jack DeLongchamp's great question asked about, like, playing in an early postseason environment, and I thought Jay handled it really well. And I think, he, uh, I think he's going to have his team ready to play. Offensively, you know, Tommy White's, kind of sleeping a little bit some other guys are going to step up but i think tommy could have a big game with a big spotlight and um i think lsu is ready for this matchup and uh this is a hey texas you're coming into the sec next year and this is what you're gonna have to play for so i think lsu here in a low scoring affair yeah this one's in minute Maid park so they're playing where the astros play it's about a three and a half four hour drive from baton rouge so not far and that's a a team that travels well. Smitty. It is free, by the way. It is free. Astros.com. You can watch it for free. You don't have to pay for it. Thank you for your service. All right, Smitty. Who you Great got? Info. Great info. I just want I gotta write that down because I want to I'd like to watch this one. Yeah, this was a tough one. I mean, I think I, I, I like I mean, Texas is one of my favorite programs. And I, you know, if you want a dog play today, I mean, why not take a chance with Texas? But I agree with you guys. I think LSU, like I, I think they finally do have their right guy thrown on Friday night. I agree with both of you with that. I again, it's tough. I'm staying off. I think the lean is the under, but it's college baseball, and that's kind of a low uh, underplay. But I mean, with these two arms on the mound, it could easily happen. So I would say to the audience, the under, and other than that, just roll the dice and. Yeah, this total opened, what, nine? Nine, yeah. It's a low total. I think, what did we get, eight and a half in Paul Skeens versus Rhett Ladder last year? And it was a dead under game. That was, what, two to one, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, because it was, well, no. It was tied going into extras, and then. That's right. It was zero zero going into extra. Yeah, inning, I think it was two to and one. And then LSU won 2-0 off of uh Oh, Tommy well. Watts clip in the show. Yeah, that's right. All right. Does anything else on the board attract you guys? I, I'm going to get into my best bets because I want to talk about one team, and I feel like it's it's the cursed team, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I was so high on them, and their bullpen just absolutely cannot close down a game. Uh, this is – they're going to face an Ole Miss team that's not very good. This is the spot I feel like you go back to Iowa and back them. They're getting plus 105 against a bad Ole Miss team. I feel like Brody Brecht is going to shut down Ole Miss's offense, and they're not going to be able to compete as far as uh, what Iowa is going to be able to do. 
So give me the Hawkeyes. Going back up top, we'll go out. Hey, can I ask you a question about that real quick? Yes. If your eye was coached, do you pull Brody aside and you say you got to give me seven because of how bad the bullpen's been? I think you do, especially in this like, is game. Is it too early? It's week three. I think it just depends on how it's going because they – I it would be good for Iowa's program to get a series win at Ole Miss. Yeah, they need Even it. Even if Ole they Miss is it. bad, they're still, you know, two years removed from the, being the national champions. Well, you just so, need an SEC team as yeah, the mindset. So it's going to help your RPI. You you really need to get back some wins that were stolen from you, in my opinion. So I feel like this is the time to do it if you can. Um, yeah. I talked about it earlier, Alabama minus 180. I feel like this is this is going to be Crimson Tide all the way. I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if it's a 6-1, 6-2 game. South Carolina, again, with Eli Jones, minus 150 was a short price, in my opinion. Florida, 175, like Q said, that's about as high as I wanted to play it. Oregon, minus 125. RJ Gordon going. I I just feel like they've got the edge over uh, UCSB's bullpen if they can keep it tight until then, get Ager out of there. LSU, minus 160. Talked about it. Luke Holman, I'm riding with him over LBJ. Georgia, minus 115. Charlie Goldstein, going back to the pitching. I feel like Georgia's got the advantage today, even though I do think Georgia Tech takes one, if not two, of the games. Uh, Northern Kentucky, this is a line that I laughed. I mean, Missouri opened up, I think, minus 410. Missouri shouldn't be laying more than, like, minus 200 against anybody. Get off my Tigers. Uh, (laughs) Northern Kentucky, the Norse. Take them on the run line, plus four and a half. This should be a very tightly contested game, and I don't think Missouri should lay that price against anybody. So, fading that number, fading the Tigers. Coastal Carolina, Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist has gotten out to minus 220, a little too rich, so I put it in a parlay with Coastal. Uh, Dallas Bombers in the Coastal, what, Killer Bees? We, uh, yeah. we want, I need 40 runs out of those two teams combined. And then lastly, TCU, this is kind of the community play. Paired with A&M, Horned Frogs, Aggies, both should take care of business, plus 116 in a parlay. Q, take it away. You already touched on Florida. I like this, uh, not UFC, but UCF team. Oh, uh, nice. That's <laughs> my mistake. It's all good. Uh, UCF is really good. Ben Vespi. Uh, tomorrow's pitcher is really solid as well. Former Florida player. Um, I like this offense. They, you know, went on the road. They beat a Florida Atlantic team. They're undefeated. This is kind of a rivalry. It's, it's, it's weird to say, but South Florida's in Tampa, so it's not really a South Florida, and they like to jab at each other for that. But Central Florida rivalry here, I think they get it done at home. Auburn Moneyline, I like this. Uh, Co Garrett Coe, I believe his name, is the best pitcher UConn has, but Problem is, he's got to go against Chase Alsip, one of the best pitchers in the SEC. Auburn's doing really well this year. They're hitting the ball. It's at home. I like this. We're all on the Texas A&M TCU. I threw in the old Matt and Q special here, Arkansas, Florida. Um, Last year, Arkansas ruined that more often than Florida. Last week, Arkansas ruined it, not Florida. So uh, let's try to bounce back here. Grissom, get your boys ready. Um, I contemplated Arkansas minus five and a half, but I just with the uh, the DraftKings run line issue, I just stayed away. And I don't know if Arkansas can win by that much. Seems like they they beat really good teams, but they also lose to really bad. So 
that is a lean for me uh, that's not on here. And then um, Arizona State, Texas A&M over 10.5. I think we could bet 300 combined against Arizona State. Texas A&M's pitchers haven't played anybody. They've given up some runs. Uh, Arizona State's bats are good enough to be able to score three or four. And I think Texas A&M might hang over 10.5 themselves. Um, Oklahoma State coming off a bad loss. I think they can beat in that TCU-Arkansas parlay. I think they can beat a bad Central Michigan team at home. And then I have another play that did make the board just due to a late addition. Indiana State Southern Miss under 11, played it for a half unit. Nico Mazza should be on the mound uh, in Hattiesburg for Southern Miss. This is a big series for them. You get to play it at home. Indiana State lost a lot of uh, pitching last year, but the guys that are there, I believe Pruitt's going to start tonight. I could be getting that wrong, but he's electric. And both offenses, you look at their WRC+, plus. you look at their batting average, their on-base percentage, some other stats, they're not, not hitting that well. So I think this is a pretty low-scoring affair for a Friday night in Hattiesburg. Let me before Smitty goes. Let me tell you, uh, Hagen Smith said he could not feel his hand, his the ball in his hand. It was so cold when he pitched against James Madison. So that was a problem. Obviously, he responded well. Seventeen strikeouts. Uh, we just absolutely struck out everybody. I feel like the whole whole weekend last weekend it was awesome. Uh, ben Bobby has mono. Dave Van Horn said, and then Parker Coyle ended up getting sent home because he had a stomach bug pretty bad. So hopefully we can get everybody healthy. Still missing Peyton Stovall. He's going to be our leadoff guy. He's about two weeks out. So anyways, there's your hog report. Smitty, take it away. All right. I, I am not on East Carolina, so I don't know why that's there, but that's okay. Go go Pirates, though. But that Did is I, our- I didn't delete it. I'm that's, sorry. That's okay. Not a problem. That's not a Maybe play. that's foreshadowing. I think that's a great number, too. I can't remember what I saw, what they were today, but that's minus, five, You're right, minus 300. Yeah. yeah I, I got it real early, everybody. <laughs> if you real can early. Get minus 135. Real insider early. trading. I jumped on it. I knew it was going to skyrocket. That's how why I'm on this show. Now, hey, let's go yeah. Florida. You know, again, I wish I would have got it a better number. I just think they're a better team. I think they're going to finally show up here. I went a little mid-major uh, money line parlay there, Campbell, and um, the Killer Bees out of Coastal Carolina. I went with them a lot last weekend in some parlays. They're really starting to hit the ball. I like that. Central Florida. Hey, Q, great used car salesman. He got me on this team last weekend. I got a winner there. I saw he was on it again. I'm like, I'm going back with my guy here. Let's match him up. And again, Bama, I'm so sorry, Indiana. I still love you. You're my team, but I'm going Bama. Let's match them up. Oregon, we already talked about. I like them tonight. TCU, Texas A&M. I like this Texas A&M team, but Q made some good points. We have to see what their staff can do. They did play some uh, weaker competitions on the weekends there, so I think they're still going to be okay against Arizona State. And then uh, Dallas Baptist, I really like. Oklahoma, you know, hey, my one of my best friends, Rob Garvey, a pit legend. One of the big home run hitter back in the day for University of Pittsburgh. I'm sorry to break your heart, but I think Oklahoma is a better team. This guy um, for Pitt, the um, starting pitching. I just I looked at the pitchers and I think the matchups better for Oklahoma. I think I don't think Pitt Pitt's off to a great start, which is fantastic, but I don't think they can hang with Oklahoma. So let's match them up. That's my card so far. I might add some more. One very impressive stat, and I get Texas A&M hasn't faced the toughest opponents, but this team is is top five in both advanced pitching and advanced 
hitting statistics. That's very impressive. They're they're second in pitching, uh, ranked by Sierra, and they are fourth in hitting. No, second in hitting, ranked by WRC plus. So number two team overall. Uh, for what it's worth, six out of the eight teams that made it to Omaha last year were top 25 in both hitting and pitching stats when you looked at WRC Plus and Sierra. So that's why we use those stats. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Go follow Q Millie. Go follow Smitty Bucks. Hope you're following me already. But if not, Grissom on X. We will see you next week for the uh, – what is it called? The recap. Recap. Yeah, there we go. Hey, when are we gonna? When are we gonna do this bullpen idea? Oh, the bullpen. The chat. Yeah, we need to incorporate that. Yep. That. So, what we're talking about? Insiders bullpen. The chat room that's going on. Whenever you guys have questions and stuff, we got to have the official bullpen of the insiders, where you guys are sitting here asking us questions, keeping the chat. Why don't we have the bullpen ask a lot us a couple of fun. questions on the recap? We'll yeah. do a couple bullpen questions. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll tweet it out. I'll make a graphic. Right. It'll be a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Y'all have a good weekend. Cash some tickets. <laughs>